podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, welcome back to another episode. What is this, 138 are we on now, One, Joe? 138, now that we've moved to numbers. I yes. love numbers. I love the numbers. So much better. All right, we got to stop talking about how much better it is every time we open the show now. No, 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 it's better. <laughs> it's better. I've got like six or seven more reminders in me. Okay, all right, all right. We'll just keep reminding people. Uh, so, yeah, if you're new to the show, thanks for checking us out. You know, do the whole routine, push buttons, like stuff, follow, whatever. But uh, if you're a longtime listener, welcome back. We love you guys. All right, so we do have an outline for the show today. We have, uh, looking at my note, uh, we have a gen, oh, some Gen Z words of the day. We're bringing it back. I found three more, Joe. I'm, I, I love Gen Z word of the day. Honestly, it's one of my favorite segments. One, because you have to get it together, so I don't have to do it. And then two, <laughs> like you do the work on this one. I love it. <laughs> two, it makes us sound really old. Uh, it does, but you know, it's almost it's like another language. Like you, like there's people among us that speak yes. a different language that aren't from another country, and they're like the the Gen Z, and we have to understand what they're saying. So we're, we're doing uh, everyone a service. We, all right, this is a service that we provide to our listeners. Yes. Uh, we also have some weird news. I think we just did weird news, but we found a whole bunch more. So there you go. It's coming back real quick. And let's see. Oh, the uh, last thing we're doing is a, uh, a what's the point? Yes, we got two what's the points today, right? We do. Oddly enough, usually you find something and talk about it, yeah. but I actually had one too. So this would be an interesting segment. I'll just give a quick, uh, quick tease on what mine is. Uh, mine is, I, I've labeled mine trail beef versus beef jerky what's the difference <laughs> there you go i love it already and what's and your, is yours a versus mine. as well My, mine is in quotation mark games of skill versus just games of skill <laughs> what what else would you call them though uh well we might call it i see what you're getting at i see what you're getting at mm -hmm. we might call it games of skill in quotation marks versus slot machines there you go <laughs> yeah Yes. What is the difference? These are the two, we should just call this segment. What's the difference? Oh man! Now, now we have something else to look forward to. That's true. Okay. All right. So let's jump into uh, these Gen Z words of the day. Actually, before we even get into that, what have you been up to? You been doing anything today? This week? Me? You been personally? Busy? Yeah. I have been preparing my basement for you to come up on Sunday. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The. So, uh, the game, well, actually, the, the, the whole game day thing we're doing Sunday is uh, uh, was kind of brought on from a cancellation of other plans you had. Yes, yes, it is, un it is unfortunate that normally I go travel this time of year to some exotic location where we ride UTVs and ATVs. But unfortunately, some things happened in some of my friends' personal lives, um, and they had to cancel. So here I am at home on my vacation. But you know what? That's okay too because I'm going to make the absolute best out of it. Yeah, which is uh, which is. I mean, I, I hope whatever happened with your friends, you know, everything's everything's okay. Yes, everything is crazy. Everything is fine, but it's just that it would it was just too chaotic to attempt to go travel at the same time. So we decided to put it off until later in the year or 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 next year. So we'll do one of the two. 
but we're definitely going again. It just didn't work out this time. Yeah. Actually, the, the game day is what stemmed my segment on what's the point, which is the beef jerky. Because you asked me, you said, hey, can you bring some of that beef jerky? I did. I Cause, did. Because I brought some up last year. And uh, I, I'm like, don't you mean trail beef? And I'm like, oh, wait. I'm like, Joe doesn't know the story. <laughs> I, I don't know it yet. Yeah. Which brought us to now. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's jump into the Gen Z Awards today. So, again, if you are, uh, if you're of our age range, you know, late 30s, 40s, you know, somewhere in there, don't use these words or sayings. Just understand them is all. If you try and use it, this is our disclaimer. If you try and use them, you will sound stupid. Don't. don't just don't. <laughs> all right. So the, uh, the first word or uh, saying I have is, uh, is called, it's called out of pocket, Joe. Wait, out of pocket? I mean, I've heard of, unless, okay, is this going to be one of those Gen Z sayings or phrases that I think I know what it means, but it's because it comes from an era that I'm used to hearing it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I was, okay. when I, when I discovered this one, I'm like, oh, there was some damage on your car. I have to pay for this out of pocket. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, that's not what this means. So this, uh, according to uh, Urban Dictionary, uh, it says their, their definition of out of pocket is to say something too far or someone, uh, someone that acts so goofy that no definition can explain. Uh, there's a, uh, says, uh, they have it in a, in a sentence or a, a conversation yeah. here. So it says, uh, girl, your dad is so hot. Me, stop, that's disgusting. Girl, oh God, I'm not reading the rest of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just skip to the, uh, just skip to the punchline, I guess. Yeah, the punchline says, uh, never say that again. That was just so out of pocket. Oh, man. Like, okay, so I get it. I get it. It's, again, goes with the consistent, I think, theme with the Gen Z words, which is reframing or recycling almost other phrases or words. Yes, right? it is. Yeah, they, I don't, I mean, kudos so to them, man. They're, they're coming up with, with a language that, that only they really understand. Uh, because we've been watching uh, The Voice, you know, one of our, one of our favorite uh, uh, singing yeah. competition shows, and one of the uh, one of the the uh, the hosts, whatever uh, the judges, they uh, he, the guy says fire all the time. He's like, oh man, he's like that performance was fire. You know that was okay, okay. Oh man, you were fire tonight, and that's just not in my uh, my uh, what do you call no. it? my lexicon? Your lexicon? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't. Say, if I ever said that anybody, I think they'd smack me. Yeah, like I think you have to be of a certain age or I don't know, I don't want to say demographic, but like if you, I guess if you. No, I get it. I get it. Like if it's in your, like if you just live with that and everybody says it, like it's fine. But for, I think for us to say it, it would just sound really, really stupid <laughs> and bizarre. I think the only time I could actually ever get away with that would be in the almost literal sense where like, let's suppose I took a shot of something. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, oh, that is like fire, you know, but it wouldn't even be in the sense that they're talking about it would be because my throat is on fire. Exactly. But like, oh, I was welding. I was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, OK, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but you could actually yeah. take that two different ways. You could be like, oh, his welds were were spot on. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> or he was literally ablaze. Like, <laughs> you know what, though? I know we're veering to back to fire, but I will say that again, in keeping with the theme I was discussing earlier, remember when, especially like in the, in the, I'll call it the classic basketball era, like the Michael Jordan days, like mm -hmm. he's on fire. Yeah. You know, like, again, I think they're kind of recycling that. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess that, 
Ooh, maybe. I see what you're saying. He's on fire. But yeah, that, NBA Jam. Maybe that's where they kind of pulled it from, yeah. Maybe. I, I, I think there's somebody who leads the Gen Z word, whatever you want to call it, word, lexicon, dictionary, whatever you want to... And then they just borrow from like 20 years ago or even like even longer than that, 20, 25 years ago. I think that's what the strategy is. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's do another one here. This one's called one. uh, uh, Full Send. Uh, it says, uh, not giving a F about the consequences, going all out for the boys. That's the definition. All, all right. right. I know what? I got to admit, I got to admit something. I have used this. I think I have too. Like at least partially. Like uh, yeah, like I feel like we've used it in video games. Like let's let's full send it. Just yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, send All right. it, right? Yeah, you like know? yeah, send. Let's send it. Let's send it. But they 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 add the full part in, which I think I've actually yeah. said before too. Uh, it says uh, yo, we're going to the club tonight. Full send, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not the way I would use it. No, no. But uh, I mean, I get it though. I get it. It's not bad. All right. In this fact. Is, Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, I was, was going to add, again, in keeping with the theme of of trying to use it more literally, I, I will. I take my, especially because I have a new car, I will take it to the track in Pittsburgh mm -hmm. and send and it. Full send it? Full send, yeah. Like, oh, when you hit the straightaway, make sure you full send. And that's actually where I, I am most, I guess, related to the, to, to the usage of the word. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, if somebody there is, you know, of, of a younger generation... Uh, and they say that to you, at least now you'll know exactly what they I mean. I will know. I will know exactly what they mean. You'll be like, thanks, Debo. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Gen Extra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So the, the the next one was actually brought to me by my daughter. She's like, oh, I have a word for you for your Gen Z segment. I'm like, ooh, love I it. I love it when we get it straight <laughs> from the source. I know. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one is called Delulu. No idea. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know either. No idea. Uh, let's see. So the, uh, uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, it says Delulu, a delusional fan girl slash boy uh, who believes they can or will end up with their favorite idol or celebrity. So they've gone Delulu. So it's a play on delusional. It, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that the way they use it uh, is exactly like this definition because I think they just replace the word delusional with delulu like you've gone delulu yeah i don't think it specifies this whole celebrity idol obsession thing no it's probably just a replacement yeah yeah so i uh, yeah wonder at least that yeah. was the way it was introduced to you right yeah exactly like i think that definition is a little bit too specific of a, of a circumstance sure it's more it's broader that the, the usage is looser and broader than that yeah if i had to, like i said if i had to guess i think it's just a shortened and slang version of delusional so there you go. All right. If uh, if you're at home and you know your your mom or your your daughter's like, mom, you've gone Delulu. Well, now you'll know what that means. <laughs> now, now I'll know. Yes, uh, she is insulting you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have just said delusional. In fact, deluge. Okay, that's four syllables. Mm -hmm. I guess three technically saves you a little bit of energy. So okay, fine. That's true. Yeah. So all right. Well, ready to move on to the word news. Let's go. Let me find my button. I was from all across the world. There are stories to be told: the strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. 
It's time for the weird news. Nice. Oh, yeah. Did you just quack? (laughs) (laughs) I hear a quack. (laughs) You did hear a quack. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. So weird news. Okay. uh, You have three stories and I have two. So we got got some weird news to do here. So I'm going to have you go first, man. All right. First one. Strange, weird, but relatively simple and a happy ending. Or I guess I... A moose mm-hmm. walks into an Alaskan movie theater, what? eats popcorn, <laughs> and leaves. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I mean, they're in Alaska, so I, does it happen often? Probably not. So, well, here's what's amazing about this is that it looks, the way the video is shot, because you can actually watch a legitimate video of this. It was filmed right from the movie theater security camera. It is the most calm, almost, almost boring moose encounter i think i've ever seen were there people in like in the theater or is this like nighttime no this is like the middle of the day it's kind of like um kind of like a oh no sorry i shouldn't say middle of the day i should say prime time 808 p.m on april 19th they had the door open to let some fresh air in and Mm -hmm. remember this is alaska right where you know these things actually live moose walks right in doesn't care that there's people in there he caught a whiff of that popcorn man i mean i i get it like i love like when you go to the movies and you walk in the door and you smell popcorn, oh, dude, it's so, I love popcorn. It's so good. And he just, he couldn't resist. No. He just nope. waltzed in. He's like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. Well, he, it is the most, it, he is just so calm. He or she, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what the moose was, but the, the girl behind the counter picks up her phone. There's two different angles, the girl behind the counter's phone and the security camera. And this moose just, doesn't care that she's there, doesn't care that anyone else is there, just walks in, looks around, eats some popcorn. And it's just total. This moose must be so used to seeing people that it gave it gave no Fs whatsoever. Zero Fs. <laughs> it, gave, it gave zero Fs. That would be funny if this was like a regular thing from this moose. Like, oh, he's back. Like, let's give him a tub of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. The moose, the moose sticks its face. Someone had stuck the popcorn in a Happy Meal box. Mm-hmm. So the moose sticks its entire face in the Happy Meal box. It continues to eat the popcorn that's in there and then walks out of the movie theater with the what box still stuck to its face. <laughs> Just had to get that little that little bit of popcorn he was smelling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I'm glad nobody like freaked out and like, you know, the moose didn't go bananas because somebody was trying to like, you know, corral them out it of there. Didn't, it didn't, luckily. No, this this encounter was definitely a happy ending. Nobody no, nobody was injured. It was it was rather comical. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's a good story. It's weird. So, and if you want to watch it, you can just go to YouTube and and type something like Moose Alaska Movie Theater. And there you go. There you go. Okay. All right. My weird news story, Joe. I have a uh, I have a story out of Berlin. Okay. Let's see. A, a uh, okay. The, the title of this is a a German court rules that a naked landlord doesn't justify lower rent. <laughs> Uh, all right, okay. so uh, it's here. In a case involved, uh, a case involved a building in a upmarket residence uh, in Frankfurt, okay, uh, which included an office floor rented by Human Resources Company. The office or the company withheld rent because. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, so the landlord. I'm not going to get this whole story, but I'll sum it up for you. Uh, the uh, the landlord was being sued by tenants. Because they felt that uh, 
that their rent should be reduced because he sunbathes in the court naked. <laughs> so they actually went after lower rent. Yes. Because they had to look at this. Yeah, because like I said, there's like a company that works on the first floor. So they have probably people coming and going. And, uh, you know, homie's just out there just just letting it all out for everybody to see as he catches a, a full body tan. And they they obviously don't appreciate it, but I'm assuming that there's no law against it in Frankfurt or they would just tell him to stop. So he's he's obviously within his legal rights to do so. Uh, but they they said no. The court said no. There's, no, <laughs> there, there's You got nothing here. You know, you got no leg to stand on or a third leg, apparently. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. So How dare you. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the story. Again, I'm not going to get into the, to all the the okay. you know, but, legal stuff they talked about. But, uh, but the, claim, the claimants failed in that case. They Their claim was thrown out of court. It was. Not surprising. I, I, though it's hilarious. It is a hilarious story. I'm not sure that I, I think the courts, I mean, let's technically speaking, ruled correctly. Yeah. Do you think it would be, now I don't want to sound like, you know, I don't want to sound weird about this, but do you think it'd be different if it was a woman? I don't, I don't know. It's a good question, right? Would they have complained in the same manner? I don't know. I, I think know. it's a fair question, but you know what? The courts, you know what? I think the courts would have ruled the same way anyway. Oh, they absolutely would have, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I guess, I guess I'm thinking from like a guy standpoint, uh, sure. you know, walk by and see some, some naked dude, like just sunbathing. I'd be like, ugh, I'm like, God, you know, but you see like a woman out there sunbathing in the nude. You'd be like, all right, like, this is, this is all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no complaints here. Unless you're walking like with your wife, like this is absurd, isn't it? <laughs> right. How could they do this? Yeah. Come on, honey. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, all right, so that's that's my story. What's your next one? Okay, my next one. I have two animal stories this week. I think I mentioned that earlier. This one is, of course, is this... Oh, it's from our favorite place. Oh, oh, is it from Florida? It's from Florida. Yay. I wish I, I had know. a Florida soundbite of some kind. I know. We need an official designation for Florida. We don't have it yet, but someday. Yeah, I need to find something, like somebody yelling Florida like, like it's Florida, oh, you know, something like yes, that. Yes. I'll have to do we'll some research. It. I'll find it. Yeah. We'll find it. All right. 9-11 call about fight ends with Florida cops separating two brawling goats, Sheriff <laughs> says. Wait, wait. So there, somebody called 911? Yeah. On two yeah. goats that were having yeah. a, a fight. Yes. Apparently on April 30th, several people made a call because this fight between two goats was like going from like yard to yard. Uh -huh. So instead of it being just two people in like an extended fight or an extended brawl in people's backyards, no, it was two goats. Both goats were taken into custody. And what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, they and, just arrested an alligator down there too. What are they doing in Florida? I don't know. And why the the goats apparently were getting into so many fights in the backyards they had to call the police about it. Yeah. Maybe goats fighting is like rather loud i don't know it's weird that people like multiple people would call 911 maybe it's, maybe it's a loud you know event that, that well, happens I, i'm looking at the i'm looking at like the community where it looks like this was happened and it looks like everyone has a lot of like adjoining spaces so this fight probably this fight i guess between the goats whatever you want to call it i think 
was went on for so long that people started calling the cops. You know, I wonder too if because goats like to jump up on top of stuff. I wonder if they were getting on like their vehicles oh, and, and that's whatnot. Right, yeah. Like maybe that was enough to like, all right, like we gotta stop these goats. You know, they're they're messing up my car. You know, maybe maybe that was the case. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, dude, Florida. They're just arresting animals now. The animals have gone bonkers. <laughs> it's it's everything in Florida, but this is great. So this is this we love is great. we love you, Florida. <laughs> the um the sheriff's office had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. They I'm said sure. this is this is from the sheriff's office, right? This is right from their Facebook page. The, the suspects were pretty mad at one another. Oh, no. And the fight escalated into yards of nearby residences. That's what they put on their Facebook page. Wow. Both were hard-headed, mm, but the officers mm -hmm. managed to separate Wrangle and bring them to the Putnam County Jail. Wow. <laughs> I love their uh, like their, their goat. Uh, we'll call them puns or jokes in there, but uh, that's pretty funny. They, they had fun with it. They even, they even talked about how, <laughs> of course, right? Like the puns just write themselves. They do. Oh, that's funny. So apparently as soon as they arrested, as soon as they posted, so one person did try to post bond for them. Like literally, it's like called as that I will post their bond, whatever it is. <laughs> wait, like, cause they, wait, 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 who's going to post their bond? Somebody just called and said, I will post the bond for the goats. They have an actual bond for the goat to be released out of custody. I, I don't know, but they did. I don't know if they officially had one or not, but the sheriff's office jokingly said someone legitimately called and wanted to pay the bond. And I don't think, I think they turned him down because they found the owner is what, what the police said. Okay. So, you know, I was curious last time when we read the, uh, the alligator getting arrested story. Yeah. I thought maybe that was just being used. I don't know loosely you know yeah, i was making fun of them like like oh they put cuffs on through in the back of the car i think they actually did then because if someone is offering to pay bond to get the goats out i feel like the alligator must have literally gotten arrested as well right i wonder if they had to give him his one phone call <laughs> maybe <laughs> oh my god all right ridiculous Okay, so this uh, this story I found here was on uh, actually was given to me by my lovely wife. She's a uh, you know, another another uh, listener submitted story. Okay. Uh, she's like, oh, this is perfect for you guys for weird news. Uh, this one comes out of New Jersey. So this is uh, the title on uh, People People Magazine People dot com. Whatever it is, uh, says macaroni mystery: hundreds of pounds of cooked pasta discovered in the New Jersey in some New Jersey woods. This, you said you actually saw the story too. I did. I saw the images of this and I, it's really interesting that you ran into it as well. I mean, I didn't, she did, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 right, right, right. the uh, what do you call it? The title here says, uh, uh Oh, SpaghettiO, uh, <laughs> residents of a New Jersey town were left confused last week after hundreds of pounds of cooked pasta mysteriously appeared along a Creek bed in a wooded area. Uh, wow. Yeah. So she read me the story as I was, uh, I think I was like cooking something in the kitchen. She's like, I'll read this to you. Was it pasta? Oh, it was all kinds of pasta. There was like penne, regular spaghetti, um, like elbow mac. You know, just so they were just dumping this. So the images are, are are not like exaggerated or whatever. They were just dumping this stuff into the woods. Yeah. And my question at first was like, okay, was this stuff all in the water? Because they said it was by a creek bed. I'm like, did it get washed up? But no, like you look at the photos, they were definitely just dumped right there. The creek bed is rather low compared to where it's at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a wash up. This is just someone came by with a, like some sort of a dumping trailer or whatever, and was just dumping massive piles of spaghetti. 
And they said there was upwards of like 500 pounds of spaghetti. I thought maybe, I'm like, okay, maybe somebody, uh, you know, made too much pasta for dinner. Right. You know, or something, but oh no, no, this is, this is way more spaghetti than somebody would accidentally make. So I have no idea where the heck all this, you know, variety of different pastas would have come from. It's very strange. Well, even, so they're dumping, this was like a wooded area, right? They were just dumping it into the woods, right? Yeah. What I can't figure out about this is that like, let's suppose you're a restaurant or whatever, or, or a person, and you just make a bunch of extra pasta that you can't use on accident because a party canceled or, or something, a, a wedding got canceled. I don't know what the story would be, but like, let's just suppose for a second that that's, that you made too much. I mean, is there something wrong that it can't just be thrown in a trash bag and thrown away? I'm very, I'm just confused as to why they would drive to the woods to dump it. Well, this much, this much pasta like in a trash bag would be so heavy. Okay. Okay. So they don't, okay. I get it. Cause it's dense. It'd be dense too. Yeah. And I guess uh, part of the story was too, like something about the pH of pasta is rather high. Okay. So they have to get this away. Cause this stream that runs by actually feeds their, uh, their, uh, oh, their water. Well, that source. makes this even, that makes, this makes this even worse. Yeah. Than yeah. just throwing it in multiple, at least multiple trash bags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, just dumping it right by the, by their water source is not a good idea, you know, cause you know, you know how water gets like if our hot tub pH goes up or down, yeah. it gets weird, man. Like it gets funky. Uh, you know, uh, so we always have to keep an eye on it and make sure it doesn't go, go, uh, you know, go to that side of, uh, you know, right, the, right. the wrong side of the pH. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, very interesting. And like you said, if it was a restaurant or like a wedding, uh, you know, cater or something made too much pasta, th there's no possible way. Even if it was like, okay, we made all this pasta for this wedding and the wedding got canceled. They didn't make that much pasta. Like that is an extreme amount of pasta I'm looking at. Yeah. I, so, right. I mean, that's what, that's what makes it so weird is that like, what would it have occurred that you're now having to ditch, not that you should, not in any way, shape, shape or form should you do so, but you're now having to ditch all of that pasta. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's uh, that's that is a definite, you know, that falls into the very bizarre category of weird news. Yeah, that is that is really strange. Yeah, that's okay. almost as bizarre as like some like a UFO sighting or something. You know, like, there's no explanation <laughs> for this a, pasta. The pasta sighting, <laughs> random dumpings of pasta <laughs> appeared all over. Yeah, it must be aliens. They didn't like it. The, that that actually is the most plausible explanation. Probably, yeah. It's like they uh, they prefer spiral noodles. <laughs> so they dumped all this regular noodles here yeah all right what's your what's your last uh weird news story there joe all right i have r-rated christopher robin live action live action r-rated christopher robin now this ties back to something we were talking about several months ago which was the the, uh, the original winnie the pooh license has gone public yeah so we're seeing additional now reimaginings of the characters now what are they gonna do with so christopher wait, yeah, robin wait you hear this yeah okay it's this is as bad as you think it is right or yeah. or good maybe it'll be good like because i don't we don't know well, if it's gonna be good i'll bad, give a, i'll give a quick refresher on the the winnie the pooh one which is called winnie the pooh blood and honey which i've still not seen yet uh it was about uh christopher robin who uh had winnie the pooh and igor as pets and then as he got older uh, I guess he started forgetting about them. They got hungry and they became angry and they started, uh, they, they broke free and started killing people. So that, that was the, the spin they took on Winnie the Pooh. What did they do with Christopher Robin now? 
So, you know, what's really interesting is that this actually is, it's not the same thing, but you can definitely feel that they're, they're borrowing some of the same concepts. Okay. This is live action. So it's, this is an animated, this is live action, but it's a comedic live action. It's a live action slash animation hybrid, because obviously some of this is, has to be animated, but so it's a comedic live action animation hybrid reimagining of that original license, the AA Milne's Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Okay. So it's so like, uh, well, like, like Space Jam, you know, where there was like people in, in animated. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So go ahead. What, what's the, what's so, the premise of this? Christopher Robin now, now in this, in this new version of it is a disillusioned New Yorker navigating his quarter life crisis with the help of weird talking animals who live beyond a drug induced portal outside his derelict apartment complex, the hundred acres. Okay. All right. So he's just, you know, he's 25 years old. He must do a, a ton of drugs and it, and he's like, you know, he just lives in a rundown apartment complex called the Hundred Acres, and he imagines the characters from Winnie the Pooh instead of them being like, you know, instead of it being another place or another land. It's just his drug-induced haze that imagines these characters. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So they took they took Christopher Robin, a beloved character from the Winnie the Pooh series, yeah, uh, and made him a a total drug addict. Yeah, they just flipped it upside down. Well, you know, I mean, if you really think about it, that's not. That's not too far off from the the possibility of of what actually happened with Winnie the sure. Pooh. Right. It's kind of like it's trying to like almost put some sense in a in a very like adult oriented comedic kind of way. Okay. To yeah. the I'm Winnie interested. The Pooh story. I'm interested. I, I might actually watch this one too. <laughs> I mean, these things are. I will say this: they do look to be legitimate projects. Like they're not just trying to. They're not just trying to make, you know, a quick buck and run away. They have writers, animators, you know what I mean? Like, this is something they are legitimately trying to put together. Is it going to be any good? Probably. I have no idea. I mean, maybe, probably not, but maybe it might be, dude. Like, so they're not filming it with, like, dad's, like, Super 8 camera. You know, like, it's, no. it's legit filmed, it's shot well, looks, yeah, from what you I can mean, see. It's, it's, it's an original script uh, by, by a couple of different, a, a couple, a comedian and an executive producer. Um, somebody... Uh, some uh, the person the same uh, same director producer who did Shrek two and Sausage Party actually if you remember Sausage Party that was an adult themed uh, cartoon from uh, several years ago I couldn't handle they're that. <laughs> they're directing the pilot uh, episode okay oh so it's gonna be a series have, yeah it, it looks that way it's probably gonna be one of those things where they have to get past the pilot you know what I mean but they are doing it all right interesting okay yeah. I, I'll probably I'll watch that one too even if it's just for the just for the conversation we'll have about it on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I really we, I can't wait to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It's supposed to be coming out to watch, I think on like, Par somebody got it. It may have been Paramount or Peacock or something, but. Somebody had to have, you know, somebody scooped it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's coming out sometime in the near future. So definitely when that happens, I will report back. All right. Uh, it's, it's either going to be recommendation or de-recommendation on can, the show. Oh, I can assume it's going to be, like i don't know it's one of the things like like cocaine bear like if you like that kind of stuff you'll probably enjoy it but don't don't right, go into right. it thinking it's going to be like this amazing film no 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 uh but i do actually have a media recommend a possible recommendation are you sneaking one in here i'm sneaking one in you, i just throwing the whole show off i know but i <laughs> i saw this uh pop up last night and the wife and i watched the uh 
watch the trailer for it. It looks really good because I was going to start watching it, but I'm like, I'll let her see if she wants to see this as well. Uh, it's on Apple TV Plus. Again, if you don't have Apple TV Plus, just get it. There's some good shows on there. It's like five bucks a month. And it's called Silo. Uh, let's see. It's okay. So the, uh, Silo. Yeah, yeah, so the description, the, the very short description, it says, uh, deep underground, an engineer risks her life to unearth the truth. Watch the series premiere. There's two episodes out right now. Mm, okay. Uh, they all live in this big underground silo. And, you know, they, during the trailer, like, like we don't know. Why, don't know what happened. We don't know why we're here. Um, you know, they've been down there for years. So they're like generations into it. And the generation that you know, lives there now, they're not even sure why they're there. They all just live there, though. But they, they can't go above ground, so they say. <laughs> well, this reminds me of there was a director who did a series of three films that sounds so somewhat familiar to this, but the second one, the Cloverfield series. Oh, yeah. The, sec the second movie in the Cloverfield series was completely divorced from the original film. It was in the same universe, but completely divorced from the original film. The people that are in the movie, I forget, I, I can't remember what the name of it. It was like 123 Cloverfield Lane or something like that. I think it was 10 Cloverfield Lane. And Clover, yes. And they had, can't uh, go above ground. Yeah, what's his name? He's been in so many things. Uh, he was in Roseanne. He was the dad in Roseanne. Yes, yes. Uh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, he was he was like one of the main characters in a couple of the people. It was a great, fantastic I did. Movie. I actually did enjoy that movie. And, and, and I know the Cloverfield series has gotten mixed reviews over the years, especially the movie that followed that one. But that was a decent movie. Oh, wait, there was another one after that? Yes, there was the explanation. There was it was up on a space station. Oh, it was really? trying to Yeah. This the, it was three different movies, three different situations. What was the third movie? Perspectives. I can't remember the title. It's the third. It's it, it's related to the Cloverfield universe. Okay, yeah. I was going to say cuz the one thing I was disappointed with with uh, uh 10 Cloverfield Lane, the second movie, was if you haven't seen it, um I guess pause for a second, but once uh once she got out when she managed to get out of the uh, the bunker thing, yeah, uh, there it did. Like I, I really wanted to see more of the the world, like what was going on outside of that bunker, which you know ninety percent of the movie took place in there. Uh, but yeah, like so, does this movie kind of pick up sort of where that left off? This this the the clo this, it's called the Cloverfield paradox and it ties the bow so to speak on what the heck was actually going on. Maybe I've seen that. I think I actually have um, seen that, but I don't remember it. I'll have to go back and I, watch I, it again. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it did not get good reviews. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe yeah. I maybe I don't remember for a reason. <laughs> In fact, there were a lot of theories. Mm -hmm. This is very interesting because there were a lot of fan theories and speculation, and I don't know how much of this is true. I'm not going to look it up right now. That uh, it that they claim that, that it, it looks it looks like the movie was repurposed to be Cloverfield when it had nothing to do with Cloverfield at the beginning because it was so bad. Hmm. Okay, it was so bad that, that people don't even think it was part of the original universe. That the movie, the the, the studio reproduced it to be Cloverfield and had nothing to do with it in the beginning. So anyway, oh, I see. So we got. I'm sorry, we got totally off the we silo. We did. We did. I know. Well, no, that's all I had on the silo. Just you know, it, it, if it sounds okay. interesting, because I haven't watched it either. So if it sounds interesting, uh, check it out. Subscribe. All right. I should get a. We should. We should get a bump for every subscription that we send. We should. Oh, like an affiliate link, like to all the. Yeah. Uh, all these platforms are trying to get people to go watch stuff. On. I know, right? <laughs> we're making we're making these companies millions of dollars. Millions, Joe. <laughs> millions. I mean, you gotta you gotta count. 
you know, if you if you take a dollar for every one of our subscribers, then you add service fees, and then you multiply by a million. You get a million. That's right. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's jump into our last uh, segment here, Joe. The uh, the what's the point slash what's the difference uh, segment yeah. here. Uh, yes, we don't have an intro for this, but you know we're doing it. Yeah, I'll do mine first. I feel like yours is gonna be. Uh, Mine's uh, gonna be a little bit longer. Yours I gonna think. be a longer conversation. So I'm, I'm just gonna do this one because it'll be uh, it'll be pretty short. But again, mine was called. I called it uh, trail beef versus beef jerky. <laughs> so for you know for as long as I can remember, you know walking into a uh, any store a meat market of any kind, they had jerky. Like oh, have you tried their jerky? It's it's fantastic. You know. Yeah. And it was labeled beef jerky. And yeah. Right. Right. So not too awful long ago, I went into my favorite establishment to buy beef jerky. And it said, uh, there was a little sign there. And it said, uh, beef jerky is now called uh, trail beef. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, that's weird, but okay. Uh, so I started asking, I said, why, why is there a name change on this? And I was given, you know, there's, I guess, something with the rules and regulations with beef jerky have gotten stricter over oh, the past okay. like six months or so year. Okay. And I guess something in just the, the verbiage as far as what you call it uh, is enough of a loophole to make it so you don't have to follow these very strict rules and regulations. So if you don't call it beef jerky, you won't have to pass the tests. Uh, I, I, so, or I guess oh, you want to call it. I see what you're getting at because if you don't call it beef jerky, you're no longer subject to the test or the equivalency of having enough. I guess the answer is beef to make it right. Yeah, it's not even like. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's really. It's based around you know like salmonella. Like they they want to make sure that uh, you know because the more uh, the more humidity or moisture content that is in beef jerky. Yeah. The more possible you know bacterial you know infestation can happen uh into the meat so they have much stricter regulations now for the beef jerky and you would have to as a as like a private seller you know you own your own your meat market or something like that mm -hmm. uh you actually have to send in like your beef jerky every so often like like a, oh, like a random drug test i see okay uh, and they have to test it and then approve it again. Like, okay, you're still good or nope, nope, you can't sell this. You know, you're done. No more, no more selling for you. Unless you just call it something else. <laughs> like, I see. Okay. So, and, and I'm, I'm seeing hints of this as I've looked it up. Beef jerky is a very, is a controlled, I don't want to say controlled substance, mm -hmm. but you're right. You, you, if you call, if you claim what you're selling is beef jerky, you open yourself up to more regulation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and but, I'm not saying that's even bad. I'm just saying that seems to be what the facts are, right? It is, but I guess to to make a point to the the uh, the segment here of the what's the point? How how is just naming it something else okay? I know, right? Like, what's the point then? Exactly. Like, is that's the loophole? Like, people can just like okay, like if you want to sell beef jerky, you gotta do all this stuff, and we you know you could get in trouble. You know, you can this and that, right? Unless you just want to call it something else. Let's just call it something else. <laughs> like, but, but the name beef jerky will not be tainted. It's, okay, so it kind of calls into question the what's the point of, e, of A and B. A, if you're going to have a regulation and the regulation is only going to apply to something literally called beef jerky, yeah. what's the point of applying the regulation? Okay, fine. 
they look at it the other way, which is, okay, what's the point of calling it something else? Yeah, exactly. It's, like it's still this, you're still selling the same thing, but now because you don't call it beef jerky, you can just, you can. What's, what's the new name? What's the new name called? Trail beef. Trail beef. Yeah. I don't want to name the place because I don't want to like, cause I love it, dude. I don't care. I'll walk in and I'll order myself a pound of trail oh, beef. I have had, I, you and I have both eaten a lot of their trail beef. Like mm-hmm. we're not, we're not, there's no shame in eating trail beef. We don't want right, but we don't want to get mixed up with like. Yeah, I don't want to call. I don't want to call attention to the actual uh, meat market, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think it's silly on the, the the side of the regulation. You know, the regulation givers. Yeah. I don't know, is it like an FDA thing or something? But. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is an FDA. It's a. It's an FDA and USDA thing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So just the. I think it's an odd loophole that because I don't want them to stop making trail beef. So like. But don't don't change the rules. <laughs> I still want to go buy it, but all I'm saying is I think it's weird that that's all you have to do to get around. Change the name. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, all right, let's jump into yours, Joe. All right, so this actually, I I this is going to go a little bit beyond what I had even originally intended. So my original, I have to explain the original intention with this. I have noticed in the last year or so around Pennsylvania, including when I was coming and I came down to hang out with you for, for that one afternoon. And we went to the local establishment. Okay. And I kind of wondered, as I saw in the corner, I'm like, well, those are slot machines. Mm -hmm. As I found out a little bit later. And specifically, as I wondered why the sign said, because the original intention here was to say, what is the point of games of skill that are just slot machines? That's what, that's what the original what the point was. And that's kind of actually still what it is, right? Are they, as I got... Are, I say, are they kind of following this? It sounds similar to the beef jerky thing. They're naming it something else. Is that what's kind of going on here? I, you know, it's kind of funny because you and I both hit on a couple really interesting <laughs> legal loopholes uh-huh. today, right? Today is the legal loophole edition of what's the point, mm-hmm. right? Because apparently what has happened in Pennsylvania over the last couple of years is that these companies who produce these what look like, sound like, and act like slot machines uh-huh. are labeled games of skill because what the companies have done is they've added one, basically a layer or two possibly of quote unquote skill to it. Whereas you have to sit down behind the machine and before you can win your money, you have to answer a question, right? Or, or to line, or, or the game gives you a chance when after you pull the after you pull the lever to use your finger to move some of the shapes up and down to make a specific line that will win you money. So they've been rebranded as games of skill. And 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 at the, when I was first looking at this, I couldn't figure out what the difference was. But as I looked as I looked into it more, this is a really big deal in Pennsylvania right now because yeah. these. These companies have figured out a way, just like with the with the trail beef thing, to jump in between the legal definition of a slot machine, and and they've actually been winning. That's the amazing part about this is that the Pennsylvania Game Commission, not Game Commission, but Gambling Commission, whatever you want to call it, the state police, whatever, have raided several places that have these machines, and they've lost every single case, and the cases had to be returned, or the machines had to be returned. All right, so, so okay. Last episode we talked about, you know, we joined this new club. Yes, and they have like like six or eight, ten of these these games of chance. 
mm-hmm. in in the establishment. And there's some there's some local other bars that we have. And I noticed that something odd about these machines is that when you're playing the game, you have to like when you let's say that you 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 know spin the slot machine, then it gives you this option of whether you want to move. Actually, I think you might have seen this when when I was playing yeah. a couple rounds. Yeah, you have to decide. You have to move this wheel up or down to then line up what you think will win. So exactly. is that the loophole? Like you have to take control of whether you're going to win. It's, it is not all decided upon the machine spin. Exactly. Okay, so that, that's the, the loophole. That's the loophole, right? If you can get a user interaction on the machine that now asks the user to use some some portion of their brain, right? right? Just anything in their brain to do something, right? They have to literally think about what's on the screen, even if it's just for a moment, or even if it's just to do the most mundane task. The company POM is actually one of the companies that does one of these things. They have been able to skirt Pennsylvania's gambling laws and distribute them to to bars and clubs and and, and whatever. And, and what's really fascinating about this is that you would think that, oh, well, Pennsylvania is going to come down hard of these. They're going to find a way to stop them. And it's sitting in front of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court now, but every court prior to this has actually ruled against Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yeah. They've ruled for the companies. And of course, I mean, I'll let, I'll give you one guess about why Pennsylvania's mad about them. Well, probably because they're, can they, wait, they can't tax it. Wait, what? it's gotta be something There's, they're not making money. Yeah, exactly right. You're absolutely 100% right. They've dodged all the tax regulations, too, because they're games of skill. Ah. It's, an, it's an amazing story that, that just can, that is actually coming only coming to a head now with the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Okay, so they're going to push. Like, okay, if this goes to the Supreme Court, I feel like something is going to change, unfortunately, because with all this uh, possible you know revenue from, from taxes— being mm-hmm. lost on a loophole, they're going to fix it. You know, th- this whole game of chance thing or game of skill, uh, I think it's going to come to an end at some point. They-, they will revise that law. I can see it coming. I'll, I'll say this on, on your point. I think if you had asked me the same question that you just answered like two years ago, I would have 100% said they're going to definitely going to change this. There's no way the courts or Pennsylvania will allow this one interaction with the machine to change the entire situation. But every court in every appellate court so far has ruled in favor of the companies. So there is, in the legal sense, there's some precedent set. It does not mean, however, that's the way the Supreme Court's going to rule. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting because, yeah, it is a simple loophole that some somewhere in the in the legal, you know, mumbo jumbo, some, right. somebody somebody deciphered it all and realized that. Uh, uh, that they can literally add, like you said, that one interaction. Yeah. it's So So you decide if you're going to yeah. win or not. I know. So th- that's what's, because you know, you know as well as I do that the initial spin is is probably extremely similar or almost almost certainly extremely similar to a slot machine spin. There's usually a five to 10 pre-programmed spins ahead of it, but they add that last user interaction to get around it's just i think it's a fascinating story and it just goes to show you what a bit i'll say it this way business always finds a way right every time you regulate something or every time you put like taxes on something or every time you decide to make something illegal or legal in a certain way 
another business will come along and find a way around it. No, I, I agree. I think that, uh, I mean, good for them for figuring it out. Sure. You know, yeah. To find that loophole. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think the state, the state probably makes quite a bit of money on gambling, on casinos, stuff like that. They do. Billions. Yeah. And when they see these, uh, you know, little small places, small clubs, bars, whatever it may be, just skirting around the law. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're probably upset that they're not making any more money off of these guys. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, they, uh, and it's, it's, there's so, and like the conversation, like you just said, we don't have to go into it, but it gets even deeper than that because a lot of these little clubs and different places, uh, they thrive off the money that these machines drive. And if you take that away from them, then you call into question the difficulty of replacing that. There's a whole rabbit hole you can go down here. Yeah. I mean, everybody would just be resorting back to like bingo. Yep. There you go. Bingo every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun too, by the way. So I guess long story short, what started as me just going to do a what's the point of, of calling these things games of skill, I actually ended up completely understanding why they call them games of skill. Yeah, there you go. Very interesting. See, everybody's learning today on the Gen Extra podcast. Yeah, this is just so educational. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah, so actually we're almost wrapped up with the show, but I do want to mention uh, that we, we are in the works of having a, a guest on next week. Yes. I've been given the green light to mention this too. He said it was cool. Okay, good, um, good. So, uh, yeah, we're we're. Uh, how, how do you want? How do you want to describe uh, Tim? To, to well, I think from what I so uh, to full disclaimer, in case this is ever heard later after the guest appearance next week, you know, we're still learning. You know, we're still getting to know Tim and understand his background and where he's coming from. But from what I will describe is that his, you know, his life has taken. He started here in Northwest Pennsylvania, ended up in Las Vegas. Um, and at least for a, at least part of that time, his career was stand-up comedy, or at least like a part of his career was stand-up comedy. Um, he's even done some things, I think, in media and entertainment and everything. So we have a really interesting guest. We are going to make sure we nail down that story by next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, definitely tune in. I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, he, yeah. he reached out to us on, on our Instagram page, which if you don't follow that, uh, check it out. But uh, yeah, he was uh, excited to talk. He's, he enjoys the show, which is awesome to hear. Uh, that, you know, someone, you know, um, obviously he was from here, but, uh, you know, someone across the country's, uh, you know, listening to us and reaching out. I, which I think is fantastic. I think it's one is fantastic that, and I think for you and me, it's a point to make sure that, uh, you know, or, or a clue that obviously people are, are checking us out on Instagram. And two, it's just cool to know that he found us that way. I, I just know. love it. Me too. Yeah. So excited to have Tim on. Can we talk to him uh, next week? And uh, definitely tune in for that one. So, all right, guys. Well, on that note, uh, we're going to wrap up for this week, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next Monday. Talk to you next time. <laughs>